Welcome to Comic Exposure Pitch Club. The first rule of Pitch Club is you tell everyone about Pitch Club. Second rule of Pitch Club is you pick your character or characters, and as the name suggests, you pitch your story idea. The third and final rule is if this is your first pitch, you pitch tonight. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast, Pride and Joy, is the one, the only. Tag team, back again. Hit the rec answer, and let's begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some noise. Travis Rats in the house. Jump, jump, rejoice. Travis Rats here. <laughs> That's I'm not going to lie. I had that one on deck. I thought you were going to do like a like a tag team, team up yeah, thing. That, that would make sense, Travis, but I had nothing in the tank. Nothing oh, well, the- yeah, yeah. But Myself you- and our guests were quite aware of that. Side note. <laughs> Tag yeah. Team, the album Tag Team with Whoop There It Is yeah. on it, was my first CD that I owned. I, I want you to guess my first CD. I want Your you to first take- CD was uh, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. It was not. It was not. My first CD, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic, ah. the, Jurassic, the Jurassic Park one. That was, my, that was my, first, my first CD. So that was like one of the, like that's like first CD territory. That was like the first probably Weird Al's album to be on a cd probably 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 i don't my my weird al history is not that it's not that i great. liked i owned the ganks the amish paradise one uh yeah. hours of enjoyment on that one is don't it, go making was. phony calls please stick to the seven digit numbers you're used to something like that yeah 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 that's i don't know all right so on this wonderful podcast called comic exposure travis and i dive deep into comic books or we bs about nerd stuff. And that's what you have in front of you today. On this episode, we have a guest, Travis. <laughs> nerd stuff like Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, weird stuff, nerd stuff like Weird Al. <laughs> on our podcast today is a podcast pal who has not been on in a while because Travis and I have shirked mostly guests for the last two years of the podcast. Yeah. But we, we, we quarantined the podcast. <laughs> we, we were quarantining before it was cool. Our our podcast guest today is uh, our man Freddie. Freddie, give it up to everybody. Say I hi. am back, baby. Yeah, Hello. I call him Weird Freddie. Weird oh, like Freddie. He does kind of have like a like a like a weird owl fro. Yeah, it does. My... Yeah. If you let it grow, I bet you it could be very like bouncy and long, like Weird Al's. Let it I'm grow. Trying to. Trying to. <laughs> I think it. I think it looks good, sir. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Do you? Wait, let me ask you a question, uh, uh, Freddie. I, I also have curly hair. Mine's a little wet right now. Mine doesn't yeah. get as lush as yours. How often are you shampooing versus conditioning? Twice a week. Twice a week shampooing, and then uh, do you sh- do you condition every day or only after no, you shampoo? No. Twice a day, twice a week. I mean, twice a week, twice mm. a week. I just can't keep this moisture in this hair, Freddie. <laughs> well, you don't live in the states. You live in Arizona. That's right. That's right. So I, you know, Freddie, I am so stoked that you're on this episode because this is Pitch Club, baby. And F- Travis and I are going to milk this bit as long as we can milk it, <laughs> and that means that we have to we have to change it up if we're going to keep milking the 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 ample uh mammary glands of this this, uh bit and so we got to change it up and so i thought who's a storyteller who do (laughs) i know who's a storyteller and that man is freddie yeah freddie i here's how pitch club works on this episode uh we have decided to do a marvel two-in-one and on this marvel two-in-one pitch each of us gets to pick two superheroes, a villain, and tell the story. Who are we teaming up? Why are we teaming them up? What's their challenge? And give us the synopsis of your arc. We give you the power to write your Marvel story. Okay. What is it? Did somebody so, win at the end of this? Um, vote, like American Idol style. We have the we we have the listeners text in their votes. Oh, okay. Uh, when America texts in their votes, we find out who the winner is, and we release that to the public the next live episode we host <laughs> in front of America. Side, so, side note, Josh, before because yeah. uh, people might stop listening before the end of this episode, we have to get like details on because we do have a winner already. Someone's getting a T-shirt. Yeah, someone is getting a T-shirt. Uh, first, you charge the card, and then first you charge the podcast, then you blow it up. So. 
on this pitch club episode here's what i want to here's what we got to talk about before we get in before we share who our characters are before we share our story here's what i want to know gentlemen as you were as you were rolling this around in your noggins what are you looking for what's the dynamic you want what's the vibe you want in your story what are you looking for right. in your superhero crossover right and before we, we uh, i'm gonna go to freddie first but the whole point of marvelous summer this is a, a marvelous summer variant and we did a uh, uh we pitched a what was it a marvel just a general marvel story an, avengers, an, avengers, story, an avengers story yeah. uh and this one the idea is we just read gambit classics where gambit teamed up with storm and gambit teamed up with rogue so we thought it'd be fun to look specifically at the marvel universe uh, because marvel it has a long history of just kind of pairing their heroes together and sending them on adventures it's not exclusive to marvel but marvel uh, certainly uh has made a meal out of this uh trope of teaming up uh characters so that's kind of what we're looking at today specifically marvel team-ups Right. We're doing that Marvel two and one. It was a classic book that they would put out. And so we're looking for that today. So here's what I want to know, gentlemen. What what kind of dynamics were you looking for for your characters? What kind of story were you trying to tell with them before we get into it? What are you looking for in your team up? If there's a if there's an array of books in front of you and you go, I want my team up to taste like this. What do you what do you what are you looking for? Weird Freddy. Well, first, wait, 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 first of all, I thought it was image. <laughs> <laughs> you brought us Savage Dragon and Spawn. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> um I just wanted fun. You know, because I listened to one of your podcasts and I just wanted um I remember these team ups just being a lot of fun because you would never see these two characters in a comic book together, except for this one issue, you know, even the ultimate universe did this, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I would always look forward to this stuff. So just fun. Just fun. All right, Travis, just what fun. are you, what are you looking for when you were, when you were trying to figure this out this morning, when you woke up <laughs> and you're like, damn, I'm doing the don't, podcast. Today. Don't, don't veil that curtain. <laughs> the curtain. The emperor has no clothes. All right. So what are you looking for? in well, a team up? first off, when you're a veteran in, in the pitch room, like I am, you don't have to spend weeks and weeks coming up with your, he just comes to them, you know, like I, yeah, you could put, yeah, yeah. You put me in a studio, baby. I'm pitching. I'm elevator pitching all day long. In fact, I will, I will, I will look, I will go to like a hotel lobby and jump in open elevators with people just to start pitching things like what they should eat for dinner, <laughs> like what kind of outfit they should be wearing. So for this one, I think about Marvel team up, uh, it, you know, that fun needs, uh, I agree with Freddie, that fun needs to be there because this is something that maybe we're not going to, as an audience, have to live with for a really long time. So we want a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, fun story in there. Uh, and then I started thinking about, too, what uh, dynamics, what kind of dynamics do I want with my team up? Now, some Marvel team ups, we see that they're paired together simply because their powers complement each other, right? We've seen that before, like you get a fire guy and an ice guy or whatever it is. Sometimes it's a gender thing. For me, I went with more of kind. Uh, I started thinking about what I wanted, and I think that um, I looked at something where I wanted characters to have kind of a different mindset uh, uh, or a different view of the world, and then that would affect the dynamics of the book and how they're going to ultimately deal with the um, the big baddie or the situation at hand. All right, all right. So here's here's step one. Here's what we're gonna do before we tell our story. Wait, what's, wanna... what's yours? What's your? Uh, what's oh your yeah, I process? should probably answer my own question, right? So for me, it ends up being uh, first this time around. I went with what's the genre or what's the tale I want to tell, and then fit find the two toys in the toy box that help me tell that story right Right, because you're always like when you go to hobby lobby you go to that yarn section and your first question is what yarn do i want to spin right you always, that's what yeah yeah what kind of yarn am i into yeah and then and then i'll figure out what sweater i want right but <laughs> exactly gotta, you know i gotta get so really it came down to what's the story i want to tell and what characters would fit that story uh that's usually the way i go uh 
And and so I will tell you, I have two pitches ready to go. And one of them was very much like, okay, here's the story who works with it. And the other one was those guys would be fun together. Let's fit, let's see if I can come up with something for those guys to have, have fun. Right. I, I approach it every time we do a pitch club. I'm like, do I want, am I fo- focusing on a niche or is there this one character that I want to bounce stuff off of? Yeah, I noticed we've done, uh, you and I have done, this is our third one. Third. And I yeah. noticed that each time I kind of approached it a different way. Sometimes yeah. it would be a story I want to tell. Sometimes it's a character I want to explore more. And so it's been interesting uh, having to do these quick pitches and figuring out like where the seed of inspiration comes from. <laughs> right. The seed of inspiration sounds so I crazy. like it. I like it. Uh, you are you are my muse, Travis. Let me fill you with that seed of inspiration. If, if, me and, if me and my wife get pregnant, that's what I'm going to say to my firstborn. <laughs> seed of inspiration. inspiration. Seed of inspiration. All right, so here's what Did I want to know. Freddie watched Entrapment last night with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery, and it was his seed of inspiration for consummation. <laughs> Hey, have you seen her duck under those those lasers? Every time. All right. So here's what I want to know. Before we get into the story, I want us, I want to hear, gentlemen, who your two, who's your team? So, Freddie, who are your two characters? You're you're jamming together like peanut butter and jelly. Who do you got? Uh, two of my favorite characters happens to be Spider Gwen and Kitty Pride. Oh, I'm intrigued, Freddie. I'm in Spider Gwen and Kitty Pride. I like that. Travis, who are your two? My two are Logan, not Wolverine, mind you. Logan, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. old old man Logan, or just he's just like, Logan. Logan. Okay. I'll, I'll get more details. And Kazar. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so which pitch? Neither of you used any of the characters from my two pitches. So I might All save right, one. Gosh, I, you, know, you know the rule. Two pitches get stitches, so pick one. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so I think the pitch I want to go with is my more wild pitch. Okay, and my, can I make a guess? Can I make a guess at what one of your characters was? You, before, you won't. Yeah, before? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one of them morph. No, it okay. wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I, All right. You know what? I have I have not picked I don't ever go with an X-Men. Okay. Because I feel like they're always in a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like for me it's a weird I'm like, yeah, they're always hanging out with other people. Um, so I'm gonna go with my actual team up and then I wanna I wanna pitch my weird story at the end. So I'm gonna save so my team up is uh is a Hawkeye and Daredevil. That's Whoa. my that, okay, that's okay. my team up is Hawkeye and Daredevil. Okay, uh that. And then I have another, I have a speed pitch I'm going to do at the end. So okay. I can give you my other weird pitch. Because I feel like, as, I like it, so I want to share it. As we were talking and you said that, I thought immediately, I was like, Aja? And then I realized that we also have to pick a creative team. <laughs> and now oh. I always forget about picking the creative I team. Tell, I didn't tell Friday to pick yeah, the creative that's team. that's right. So keep we're going to put them on the spot. I'll come up with one. Yeah. Keep it in your, keep it in your dome. All right. So Travis, do you want to have the honors to start or do we want to have our guest pitch first? Uh, Freddie, you pick. What, what? Who would you like to go first? You go for it. Okay, I'll go for it here. All right. Now, I w- <laughs> normally <laughs> I would have the scene. opening scene ri- written out, but I do have something written, so I will. I will do it as best I can. So, okay. so before before you go, can we interrupt, or do we hear you for a bit? And then you can interrupt? you can do whatever you like. I will. I will okay. go with the flow. I'm a professional. Freddie. This is this is writer's room, Freddie. Think okay. of pitch club as writer's room. If you want to boo him, boo the man. All right, <laughs> All give right. it to him. What do we got? Scene. (laughs) It's the last days of the Savage Land. The seismic activity of the primordial land is off the charts and will soon be swallowed in an avalanche of volcanic fire and ash. With destruction imminent, the Marvel Universe descends upon the jungles of this lost world. Some hope to save its precious resources, while others hope to plunder them. Prince Neymar... No stranger to the destruction of one's home has prepared an underwater habitat for the creatures of the Savage Land. What he needs are a pair of wild men up to the task of rounding up and herding the dinosaur inhabitants of the Savage Land into large Atlantean arcs. Enter. 
Wolverine, the true outlaw and cowboy of the Marvel Universe, verse, and Kazar, the feral jungle homesteader of the Savage Land. These two loners will have to team up and work together to rope, rustle, and herd an assortment of Jurassic creatures in a race against Mother Nature's volcanic doomsday clock. Uh, Travis? Yeah. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Finish, but I just, I I was waiting to say it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the last little bit is along the way, they will meet obstacles such as Kingpin, who wants to remove and exploit the prehistoric creatures for his own profit, and Sauron, who has his own ideas about how the the savage land should should die. Oh, man. General Travis. Travis. Yeah. Uh, Solid. I, I, Marvel's Jurassic Park. Yeah, meets, I, Noah's I, I, I uh, refer to it as Jurassic Parks meets City Slickers meets Dances with Wolves. Man, yeah. That's, so is, so that's, is Kingpin uh, Hammond? He's the he's like he's the wear bat. a white linen suit. <laughs> he's Hammond. No, he's Hammond's uh, son yeah. in Jurassic Park Two, right? Yeah, or is it three? One of them, the son is in. Oh, and he's okay. A well, he's like the he's like the bad. He's like scrubbier than Hammond. My my idea on this was one. I've always I always loved the Savage Land in the cartoons. Of course, I always loved them when we went to the Savage Land. Yeah, and they'll always kind of pop in the Marvel Universe. But I think it's kind of an untapped environment in the the Marvel Universe. Uh, so let's destroy it. Uh, and then I thought about I. You know, it was tough because. My instinct, and I think all of us, all three of us, our instinct is to choose kind of like that goofier, sidelined, maybe hipstery character. Uh, and oh, you and, call it a hipster? <laughs> and yeah, and so like I was like, well, but I go Wolverine because you see him in so many team up books. I was hesitant to pick Wolverine, but like I want Logan, uh, flannel cowboy, shirt, cowboy cap, jeans, cowboy hat. And Kazar, because I want that cowboy and Native American dynamic. Uh, Kazar being like the Native American aspect of it, you know, respectful of the land as his home is dying. And then Logan, the cowboy <coughs> rustler type character. And so you have this kind of nature versus frontierman uh, dynamic yeah. happening between the two of them. Uh, as, I mean, and. How I want to see people herd and rope dinosaurs. And of course, you got Zabu in there, a saber-toothed tiger that can easily be rid by both of these these guys. I love the idea that I like how you pitched it that it's not just them in the Savage Land, but there's there's an opportunity for them to deal with people exploiting it, right? Not just Kingpin, but maybe there's natural resources there that some group is trying to come in and, and maybe it's, you know. AIM is there and AIM is trying to, I, I, that's, that's good because it's not just, here's our story and it's, it's a straight path, right? You, you could fork it off and, and I could see you saying like, this is a three issue. This is, you could do it in one issue. You could do it in, you could do it in like a maxi series and do, you know, you could spend 12 issues in it maybe. Right. And I think one of the things with that we kind of put aside when it comes to these, it's really hard to do is how do we explain our two characters dealing with the situation when the, the situation itself is so large that you would send in like Iron Man or Thor. So I thought that, you know, if you had the Marvel universe, it could be like, Reed Richards and a bunch of other people are in charge of getting dealing with the plants, you know, and so and so is in charge of whatever it is, like the, and that's the minerals. The comic series where it's the it's it's uh what's the what's the one with the rainforest and it's uh oh, and he's Fern trying Gully? To, no, he's trying to find the cure for cancer. Come on, it's Sean Connery. He's in the rainforest. Oh, uh, Medicine Man. Medicine Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could do it. Just do one issue (laughs) where it's Reed Richards as Medicine Man. (laughs) It's a ponytail. (laughs) Yeah, it's a ponytail. (laughs) He's trying to, he's like, no, I know that there's a cure for, you know, this disease, but uh, AIM is burning the forest down because they're looking for like, 
some tree sap that helps them build bombs or something. Right, right. right. I like oh, the idea yeah. of of moving it too in this kind of arc like, you know, these kind of Noah arc or Neymar. I, I was thinking of, I really wanted something with Neymar, you know, in there, but I didn't want him yeah. to be the, the team up person. So I thought like getting these dinosaurs, these Jurassic creatures onto these large arcs, like you have to hurt them, you have to rope them, you have to get them in there uh, and ultimately be taken deep under the sea under whatever, you know, yeah. bubble he has underneath there for for these characters and i think it's just a great way to see two of our kind of more wild characters because that's the best isn't that the best wolverine is like logan like just kind of uh frontier if, man logan if he's not, if he's not logan weapon yeah yeah other, yeah you know what i mean right. like yeah. that's wolverine really does have a lot of sides to him he is the samurai he's the weapon x he's the experiment yeah. right and then he's also the the cowboy uh, so right. he's a really malleable character because he's, I think he's just been done so much, you know? So what do you, so you've got for villains, you've got Kingpin there and then the big, what's Sauron? Sauron is, I thought Sauron, the would, guy, right? yeah, I thought Sauron yeah. would be kind of the force that is like, no, it's, we're like, it's, we're going to die. It's like the land is going to, we, we had our time and we're going to go out here like we're gonna and the really big villain is the the volcanic you know the doomsday clock of these erupt yeah. these eruptions happening and small eruptions and geysers happening a along the way but just it kind of adds that tension of racing against the clock like the island or i don't even know if savage land is an island to tell you the truth i'm not quite sure what savage land is um but uh I yeah i thought that would be a cool uh doomsday device in there I like that. I like Can that. we have a lost reference in the Savage Land? There, there ha the others. There has to be <laughs> some other group out there. This, there's a smoke monster. Yeah, <laughs> smoke monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can get, we can make it. Uh, we'll just do Lost. Let's just do Lost. <laughs> I like it. All right, Freddie, you get. I'm gonna have you bridge Travis and I with your pitch for Spider Gwen and Kitty Pride. Okay, so. Kitty Pride goes into the nightclub to see the Mary Janes. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, Wednesday's okay. Banch plays the drums. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they find out through her dad that there's been a series of murders of um, these little girls that have been kidnapped. Okay. Yeah, and if you're keeping they, it light, you're keeping it fun. Keep going. <laughs> well first it starts off as a girls night out you okay know? my bad, my bad. See, you know um I, my favorite things was i used to collect marvel cards and like the spring break issues oh know? those spring break issues right uh, Tra travis wants the to show you right now his uh his f folder his sleeve of cards he just found of his oh. <laughs> we were literally talking about this and i pulled out the professor uh x and jubilee yes, spring break card i have those and yes. this is so great or like wolverine hot dog sorry we keep yes, distracting yeah. you from your pitch but you you like you like serendipitously uh like hit the nail on the head there so anyways they're having a girls night out but um they have to perform the mary jane so when so Kitty Price, like, you know, I'll go and see what, what it's all about. And she's having a good time. But anyways, they find this out. And the more they dig into it, they find out that um, Morbius is behind this. And he's draining the bloods of, this, um, of these girls and keeping them in vials to selling them, you know, to people. It's kind of topical of right now of all the conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys read all that. And I think it's... <laughs> I think it's so fascinating. I don't believe any of that crap, but I just think it's so fun. Like it's so like um, made for this stuff where it's Morbius who who thinks he's doing good, but really it's like he's not. You know, like at the end of the day, he finds out that he's he's selling it to these very like heinous people, like Angelina you know? Jolie. She loves collecting <laughs> vials of blood and, and and wearing them around her neck. Right. Yeah. I thought this so was Billy Bob's. <laughs> So I, I, I see this more as a one shot, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I was very inspired by um, when Kitty Pride and Spider-Man meet in Ultimate Universe. And I, when Bendis did that, it blew my mind of you could do something like this, you know. Yeah. So kind of in that same vein, but Morbius, he's just so wrapped up and he gets so like insane about it, you know. Yeah. 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 What, what tracking these people down. 
what I like about this is I like because uh, the two your two main your team up are female characters, and then you have vampirism. And I think that you know I like the idea of of this kind of feminine energy running through a vampire story because you have the ultimate like the 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 male vampire who's men yeah yeah sucking the life from these young girls and then you have these two feminine characters uh having to do that and then you when you sprinkle in the rock and roll aspect to it then you bring in all that as you know that that provides that kind of environment environment and tone like this is kind of a dark uh even though the setting is kind of like this you know dark alley club thing the girls, because they're so young and youthful, provide a sense of fun and, and lightheartedness to it. Totally, yeah. They're going to the punk rock show, and they just end up bumping into a vampire. <laughs> hey, they they ain't got no place to go. <laughs> so they go to a punk rock show. Yeah. They, they don't have yeah. any money, but that's okay. Kitty, take me by the hand. We're gonna go see Iceman. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and Freddy, I like that. So let me let me ask you about so Morbius is collecting these 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 girls. So what's the do you have do you have like a way for them? What do you see this this confrontation between uh, Gwen and Kitty and Morbius? How do you see that going down? I see it like in this huge like of course it has to be like a because every Spider-Man universe has like some sort of weird science laboratory, right? You know, so it's like in that and. And of course, I use Kitty Pride because she could face through walls, you know, and yeah. grab these kids really fast. So I just imagine Spider Gwen fighting Morbius as Kitty's saving the the kids, you know. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea that that Kitty gets to be the the rescuer while Gwen gets to be the muscle, right? That she gets to right. be the muscle against Morbius. That's a that's a that's an interesting way to to run that. So what made you decide to? pair those two up what that's, you decide that's my go? question is like where yeah. do they where do they bond what do they bond over like what do these two girls bond over well it's um like i said it's my inspiration was the the ultimate universe so it's like when i saw kitty Pride and spider-man well it's like well that was the easy connection of just an homage you know when yeah. josh had asked me those two immediately popped in my head and i threw them away i'm like no it's got to be somebody else i know i wanted two females but I was like, I want somebody else. And those two kept popping my head. And I was like, okay, well, Morbius popped in my head. Well, I was like, how do I connect them all? So I did the opposite of what you did, Buckley. Yeah, you know? that's, I, I, I like that. I, I, that's good. Well, Kitty, so- Kitty Pride is interesting because I've been, I've been trying to catch up with the X-Books, the dawn of X-Books. So I've been reading yeah. the volumes. Very tough, very tough to keep up what's going on. <laughs> and there's some real stinkers in there. But Kitty Pride obviously features heavily in the Marauders. But compared to, I mean, Kitty Pride's been around for so long, and there's so many different incarnations of Kitty, from kind of like the good old girl to like the the strict school, right. you know, the replacement for Professor X to like this marauder Kitty. So yeah, what, this punk pirate, right? Now, you know? I, I haven't read the Ultimates uh, uh, Kitty or uh, or uh, get that reference. So what kind of uh, Kitty are we talking about? We're talking about like just the, this isn't like Kitty who's dating Colossus Kitty. Okay. You know, she's more like right before that. So it's like, she's still youthful. I mean, it's like the spider Gwen, like they're all just like, they don't care about what's going on in life. They're just there to have fun. I mean, imagine, remember when you were in college, you know, oh, yeah. like so, you're waiting for your next phase in life. Some more, oh, phase, really good. Good reference for Kitty Pride. <laughs> um, also, like, so it's more like the when remember when Kitty Pryde was like Sprite, I think her name was or something like that. I think her she went by Sprite for a while. She was this really okay. youthful, bubbly person yeah. on there. Okay, Shadowcat, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Shadowcat, yeah, yeah, big one too, yeah. All right, all right, gentlemen. Here's my here's my pitch. All right, let me get my let me get my notes in front of me. All right, so this pitch went a little bit of uh, Travis. I wanted to tell I wanted to tell a little darker story. I wanted to tell a little a little darker story this time. I wanted a little bit of like grit, grit in my story. Uh, so as I am pulling up my, that's very that's very off brand for Josh. It is off brand for me. So here's here's my my one of my pitches, and the other pitch is way more goofy. But I wanted to do my gritty one for this. So here we go. It's Hawkeye and Daredevil, the Swordsman in Hell's Kitchen. 
Daredevil keeps finding dead lawyers in Hell's Kitchen. Will he be next? Clint Barton's former mentor, the swordsman, and now assassin for hire, is taking out lawyers and activists working on a pollution case against Roxanne and the boroughs of New York. Clint has tracked the swordsman down and is forced to team up with Daredevil, who's being targeted along with Foggy as the newest legal team to pause, take on Roxanne. Pause, pause. Yeah. I love it so far. I got to say... <laughs> You are doing way too much union work this summer, dude. I know, all, your, dude. all your pictures know. have lawyers in them. <laughs> I know. So uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I this is a this is a very similar because this is the second time I've used uh, a lawyer. Street, yeah, street level lawyer characters. Yep. I think street level is a little more fun. Uh, so essentially, your extras that show up are going to be the night nurse. Foggy's going to be an extra in there. And then I wanted to go like, and so here's the dynamic I want I wanted to look at. So uh, Daredevil is a is a blind superhero. Hawkeye is a deaf superhero, right? Like in the Marvel universe, he lost his hearing. It came back, uh, and then it went away again on that book that Fraction and Aja did, right? That was a big piece of it where they would draw all the sign language bubbles, him and his brother talking. And I thought that would be a really interesting dynamic that these two characters who have a limitation, but are work who, who are like differently abled, but have to take on this villain together. They have to work together to take down this villain. How are they going to communicate effectively? How are they going to work together? You've got this Avenger who's off fighting like aliens and crap with Iron Man. And then you've got the daredevil of Hell's Kitchen, right? You've got this, this down low level. And like both of them are just fighters. Yeah. Right. It's not like Martin. They're precision fighters too. Like precision is their power. Right. And so I thought that would be an interesting way to do it. And I, and I, I wanted to use Hawkeye because I thought that would be a, I've been reading a ton of green. I read a ton of green arrow. And so I've got like this sort of uh, this archer on my mind. And I thought, well, that would be fun to take Hawkeye back down to street level, but not the, not the street level of that fraction run, but more or less like a very sort of like gritty. Here's some like we keep finding these people being murdered. He is tracked down Ronin style. He's tracked down uh, his former mentor. He's got to take him out. And so I thought that would be sort of a, a thing. You've got the Roxxon Corporation kind of um, paying for this to happen. Because they, they, you know, they're, they're someone's trying to, you know, take them down for polluting go, uh, the boroughs of New York. Go in, go back and retrace that idea. Give me a little further on the swordsman idea. You said the swordsman. So, yeah, the swordsman. So Clint, Clint Barton, when he was in the circus, he was trained by the swordsman. So the swordsman is this. He he's been an on and off again character in the Marvel's universe. Sometimes a hero, sometimes a. Uh, but he trained Clint Barton. So he's the one who helped Clint Barton become who he is in the circus, that trick shooter. And mm-hmm. so uh, the, the swordsman um, is sort of has become the villain. He's moved on to being a, an assassin for hire. I almost used Taskmaster because mm-hmm. Taskmaster would be good, but I wanted there to be a personal connection. And so I figured using a character like the swordsman makes it personal for Clint. Mm-hmm. And so instead of leaving it up to someone else, right? What's the reason he gets pulled down into Hell's Kitchen to do the dirty work? Right, right. So he he needed a connection to the villain. Right. So where do the uh, uh, I I like because you know you have those those two that are kind of the same side uh, a different side of the same coin, Clint Barton and right. uh, Matt Murdock. So where do they riff? How do they riff off each other? Like where is where do they? Because you're talking about that grit in there. Where do they? Um, uh, come to head. So I, I see it ends up being like these are these are sort of they're both they're both determined to 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 solve this. It's it's personal for Matt because it's his friends in the legal mm-hmm. community, right? And it's personal for Clint because it's his mentor who's doing all of this. But Clint Hawkeye's always been sort of this this cocksure cocky sort of person and daredevil is very much this i see daredevil often being sort of this humble sort of at times but also has that sort of cocksure attitude and so i see them kind of 
butting up against each other like they're forced to team up right right because right. like, hawkeye has that, such of that hubris you know right like daredevil wants to solve this case and wants to do it because he's helping his friends and he's gonna butt up against clint who wants to solve wants to do this so he can get you know this this man who wronged him it's his duty to track down this guy and so, so kind of like tango and cash right they're forced together oh, right yeah yeah. They're, yeah yeah they're butting up against each other okay. and they don't want to work together but they find out that they can't get him alone right and so right. this the 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 thing that's limiting them whether it's 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 hawkeye's uh you know, his, his hearing loss or it's daredevil's vision is limiting their ability to track down this ultimate swordsman. Right. Right. I see. So they have to, they have in, to lean into each other in my head, just because of their fighting style and how acrobatic they both are. I see like some climactic scene in here. That's almost raid esque where they have to work their way up a building because, oh. because they can't hear and can't see. Like, I mean, it almost lends itself more to a cinematic portrayal yeah. of that we've seen it done the hallway fights and daredevil and stuff like that but it would be interesting to see a really kind of avant-garde artist try to try to capture something like a raid scene in a comic uh, book uh, oddly enough that my other pitch has that raid scene in okay it. okay so right. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save that one so here's that's my pitch gentlemen that's my sort of like there's murders it's it's bloody it's the ground the 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 lawyer piece of it and the rocks on piece of it really doesn't play a role in it right that's just the device to get the swordsman into that place uh -huh. and a reason for all of these lawyers to kind of be killed by the swordsman it keeps the or, you need that i think in all those those stories um like what freddy's it's the you know the disappearance of the of these girls and in yours it's this kind of law entanglement you need that constant pressure happening in the background you need because you, you can't have those moments where the where the characters are just in between fights and there's no right. external pressure on them uh, and so I think that's that's a good kind of bed of pressure, if that makes sense, that kind of exists right. in the background. And I want the idea to be like uh, Matt Murdock is being targeted, right? So it's not just he's got us, but like Foggy's in trouble too. Yeah. So I want that pressure to be on. So it's it's like he really has to solve this because his best friend might get killed. Right, because then it becomes for... For uh, Hawkeye, it is almost a family issue because it's his mentor. And right. then so we need to bring in a family aspect for Matt Murdock as well. And that and, comes in fro foggy. And I wonder, and here's, here's, you talked about the raid. Maybe it's a reverse raid. Maybe they have to protect Foggy. So maybe they hold up somewhere and they are being attacked by the swordsman and a, like they I are like the one. even better, yes. Where they have to defend the position against the swordsmen and all of these outside forces, right? Because and they're because they're and they're, again they're 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 dealing with they each have that handicap of or that that uh, challenge of one of their senses being gone. So trying to defend against a wave of enemies when you don't have your full senses, you have to work together. Right, right. So that's my that's my deep take. I think you could, I think it would be a good. I think I could do a six. You do a six-issue story on it. That's my take. Gentlemen, good pitches, guys. I love how different they were this time. Yeah, they were, they were completely different. We had a little bit of uh, 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 kind of adventure, and then we had a little bit of kind of like dark, uh, uh, macabre uh, fantasy, and then we had some uh, like street-level shoot 'em up <laughs> right so here's here's my here's my question guys here's here's what i want to do i'm gonna do the quick swerve on you i told travis i had this coming but before we get there you told I me there know. was a curveball i don't know the curveball i've got a curveball before i get to curveball though i want to know who's your team that does the writing and the art for this who do you draft to do this work i got a writer you guys can help me out on the artist i think jason aaron would be good at mine uh jason i, I mean jason aaron would be a good savage land it's I, it's a little on the nose but 
he does he's done the big kind of marvel adventures but he's also yeah. done you know uh that kind of backwoods you know he can write a cowboy story he can capture yeah. that that voice and that kind of uh frontier spirit uh we that we've seen in um Oh, why can't I think of his his our or the book we love that he does? Uh, uh, well, he, well, he did Southern Bastards, and then yeah, he, thank you. He did the big he did the big fantasy of Old Man uh, Logan too. I think I think he the big fantasy of Thor. So you yeah. get to see him like I mean mm. that fantasy of the of the dinosaurs and this island of far off time. He gets to play in that world, and then just the just the language of Kazar and uh, and uh, Sauron, right? Like he yeah. gets to write that sort of like big bombastic like otherworldly conversation of it right right like. and then for uh artists i don't know I, someone would who have do you to want be good, draw dinosaurs exactly it'd have to be a good creature guy uh who's a good creature guy uh man i was thinking to... of uh what's the name cassidy right he did the astonishing x-men oh yeah 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 uh with uh, uh whedon yeah um yeah yeah he's good and yeah actually yeah that's not too it's not it's just left of house uh style yeah. and and yeah absolutely and i love i love his backgrounds when they get off planet in that uh you right. know the the rocky space that's a great choice i'll go with that i forgot his first name but casty yeah that's good that's good freddie do you got a team mine is so cliche um bringing them back because they haven't done the ultimate universe i would do bendis and bagley mark bagley all right. All right. That's not bad. like I like the idea of like we're going to revisit the ultimate universe but it's not anymore, right? right. Like yeah. how do you do it in in the in the in the uh regular universe right now and play and, that game? And Bendis is is good at writing youthful even though he's far from youthful. Uh he's good at right. writing young characters. That's yeah. good. That's good. I like that one. All right. So here's here's mine. I want it to be kind of grubby. Um but I don't want it to be too uh i don't want it to be too grubby right so i'm thinking either uh sean murphy because i think sean murphy would draw the hell out of a daredevil uh or um who did uh um black science what's his name who did Uh, what oh scalera he did black science Okay. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And that that's that's grubby enough, but also indie enough to where I'd be like, oh yeah, get. I like I like this. That's that's. I can just imagine seeing uh, Scalera do that raid scene and how he would draw the dynamics of both of these sort of like what can be gangly jumping acrobatics. You, you think of like the sort of way that Sean Murphy draws. Um, when you think of Tokyo Ghost and, and the way he drew sort of the action mm-hmm. with and, and Scalera does those really good long bodies. And so I think of like his very stretched out looking uh, Daredevil and Hawkeye doing all of these moves. I think that that would yeah, be Yeah, I think someone anatomy is going to be key and you can hyperbolize it or the, the fun trick would be how do I show this acrobaticness but try to keep it not life LD, but try to keep it as uh true to form as possible like if someone was gonna throw that roundhouse kick what would that look like anatomically uh like i want to see yeah. yeah yeah all that stuff so that'd be good i do, I do also, I, i'm not i'm not familiar with the writer but he's gotta or she's gotta not really have witty banter but like just enough of where like they don't like each other, but they know they have to do this. That, that's the that's the one I'm struggling with is finding a writer for it. Who would my writer be? Um, and then I go like, who could tell a a sort of? I mean, it's it's a huge it's it's a huge like obvious a one, but Miller is is you know like he Mark, has yeah, yeah I mean because I see. I mean, you could, you. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of over narration, though, if that's the case. You mean Frank Miller? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, like, like it would be okay. a lot of like it would be like switching off narration bubbles between Hawkeye and Daredevil. I think that might be too much, and I think he's yeah. too old to tell a good story right now. <gasps> oh, I thought you were saying Mark Miller. Mark no, Miller might be good because yeah. he, he, when, when you think of Mark Millar, Miller doing uh, Hit Girl. Right. And that might, he, yeah, exactly. His, his sort of ultra yeah. violence might be fun for it. Yeah. Right. That might, that might be good. That might be good. Um, oh, man. 
Yeah, I th- I, I'm I'm okay with that. I think that that would be a that'd be a good a good way to tell that story. Or do you bring? No, I, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna say I I think Mark Mark Miller would be a. Uh, and bring him and let him do that ultra violence with dead lawyers and that very sort of. I, if so wanna, if you want to go gritty, then yeah, you got it right there. And I and I think gritty and if fun. you think about it, like a John Carpenter film, but with those two guys in it, that might be kind of fun if you treat it as sort of overly, like bombastic like that. Right. Well, you're, right? you wanted to capture some of that '80s action from like, your Green yeah, Arrow run. Escape that you've been from reading. New York meets the Raid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wait. Who's right? Who? Uh. What about? Uh. Is he still around? Um. Uh. Shoot. Uh. Green Arrow guy. Um. The one. Grell. Grell. I think he's probably he's super old now. Yeah. But yeah. I mean that might bring him out. That I might mean be fun. it might be a good way to finally put a a a, a nice ribbon around your uh, uh Grell uh, deep dive you take in this summer. <laughs> that might be. That might be it. Uh, all right, so here's my swerve for you guys. I'm gonna put you on the spot. We're gonna we're gonna quick pitch. We're gonna quick pitch. I want a quick pitch. And I want to know why. So the original Marvel two for one, the original the original one was always the thing and one other character. The original pitch that they would always do the Marvel two and one comic was the thing and someone else. So I want to know. You've been given the book. You get to do your one off one shot story. It's the thing and who. And why? So one, before you pitch who your person is, I want you to go, what would make a good foil or a good like person? I, for I mean, thing? I can go first because I, I kind of pitched it in my, my, my last one. I'm going thing in Howard the Duck. Uh, I think that <laughs> one, Trenchcoat Mafia for life. <laughs> That's horrible. No. Um, and two, John. <laughs> I love saying stuff, and Josh is being like, uh, okay. Um, and two is, uh, you know, the thing is so just, oh, I hate everything. And how I think that would just be a constant getting on his nerves in this noirish detective story where, you know, they have to deal with this femme, uh, natale, uh, femme fatale that they both have a crush on and they're both kind of pursuing her in different ways. So there's that kind of masculine competition uh, in this noir style uh, book. And it's, and it's literally like, the the femme fatale would be like you're a giant orange rock and you're a duck. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want anything exactly. To do with I want nothing to do with either of them. Yeah, it, it basically uh, it basically it's a dynamic between uh, what's his, the actor's name and Roger Rabbit in Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, okay. It's okay. that kind of I, dynamic. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Freddie, who who do you what kind of character would you want to team up with the thing or who would you team up with him if you if my quick pitch. If you've got one, I would do Black Panther mm-hmm. um, because oh. Regal versus like New York, you know, like yeah, just that Bronx mentality, you know, and th- just reading that dichotomy would just be a lot of fun, you know. That'd be I like that. I like that idea of like the overly New York written uh, right. the thing with sort of like the king of Wakanda. <laughs> right. I wouldn't it be funny. And so if that's your pitch, like the thing pulls duty and he has to bodyguard the black Panther, right? Like that's well, excellent. Not, not yeah, like the, bla- like like the black Panther is like, I don't need a bodyguard. I am the black Panther. And he's like, I know, but this is, I got, this is what I have to do. I don't want to be here either, but this is like, he got the straw to have to be. Right, yeah. Like, I, I'd also like for them to figure out a way to get vibranium into the thing, into his rock, <laughs> like to reinforce him with vibranium. Like they, like they, like they pepper they it in feel, they feel the cracks. Yeah. Vibranium yeah. pebbles. <laughs> no, no, like they, like, it's like the grout between the tiles. They yeah, end yeah. up like sealing him up for whatever <laughs> the final battle is. Like, uh, Black Panther's like, I know the thing. <laughs> <laughs> they like shellac him in uh vibranium. Oh, that, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. There's something, there's something with space in there as well, because I mean, that's, you know, he's an astronaut. Um, and so something with vibranium and space could work. I like the bodyguard aspect too. Cause I just, I just see right. that as fun. 
Right, because it's continually Black Panther goes like, I don't need a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Like, I feel like you get the thing, and he's just the guy from, he's just, what's his name, from uh, Clerks. He's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today, right? Like, <laughs> Dante. He draws, he draws the short end of the stick and has to, right. like, pull uh, uh, bodyguard duty uh, right. for the Black Panther. Uh, and no one wants to do it because the Black Panther doesn't need a bodyguard, but for whatever reason, like, there's like I, there's something in the Avengers. Maybe it's in like the Avengers handbook, like whatever it is. Like yeah. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, I so like that. I think the thing. I think what we've all said is that the thing is this gruff character, right? Like both of you said, the thing's the gruff character. Who do we play him off of? For you, Travis, it's the character that's just going to continually bring out that gruffness. Who's mm-hmm. going to like irritate him more? And and for for you, Freddie, it's this this sort of like yin and yang of rough new york royal african like what is what's that for me and and, Uh, and, coming to america of uh comic books if you will (laughs) uh so for me i i think what i think of the thing i think you're right he's this rough and tumble guy and you you want to play off of that and for me i think if i'm gonna if i'm gonna put him in something i i want to play off of that really and this is a problem is that sue storm is perfect would be the perfect one to do it because she's she's invisible she's light she's airy she can't right so when i think about it i think maybe the thing and uh to steal freddy uh kitty pride because kitty pride can phase through rock kitty pride is the one thing that can get through the things uh, are yeah right like she's the wow. one person who can get through him right so i think that 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 would be a fun one or and kitty pride is always searching for father figures so you know that's kind of a, <laughs> yeah uh, yes is, uh the amount of daddy issues in comic books <laughs> that comes from the men who write all of those books every other story being my dad uh it, it fits perfectly but i think i think that that would be a fun way to go okay uh and you could even take marauders kitty pride i think so i think she's a great kitty pride yeah you take you take like angry i'm gonna fight the damn man kitty pride and put her with you know uh they're both hard right like but she they like whatever this is they find a way to connect and she's the only one who's able to break down his armor I like it. Right. It's that same thing. Like, why is Kitty Pride? Why is Kitty Pride with Colossus? Right. Because she's the only one who That's true. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think about that? What about uh, what's your weird pitch that you you said? I know you said two pitches get stitches, but I'll allow it. uh, Here's my my second pitch. I, I, so I, you know, I was like, oh man, I got to think of something for this. And so I asked, I asked Gabby and I asked, uh, you know, um, Grace what she wanted, what she would, what she would do. And I even asked Renner, but Renner was like, well, I I want to do want the Sting from WCW, and <laughs> he gave, he Renner gave me the Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel, and I said well, you can't do the Guardians of the Galaxy; it can only be two people. And he's like, "This isn't fun anymore." And I was like, what? <laughs> "He's like, you made this not fun." I'm like, "No, I just wanted you didn't get the pitch. Yeah. You broke <laughs> the one rule. Like, I put the I put rules on him, and he was like, "No, this isn't fun anymore." And I was like, "All right." So then, uh. Gabby said, well, why don't, why isn't it, why don't you just tell a Gamora and Star-Lord story? Like just a, what's a way to do a romantic sort of comedy with two Marvel characters? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of saw that when we read Gambit, we saw, we didn't see a romantic comedy, but we saw Rogue and Gambit together. What I did do is after I read that, I read the two volumes of Mr. and Mrs. X. They call that, and Mr. and Mrs. It's when Rogue and Gambit get married. And yeah, it's just yeah. like that. It's perfect. It, it, it was really fun. It was, at its heart, a romance story. They go to, like, couples counseling. They go to space, and they find Deadpool, who kisses Rogue, and it causes all this stuff. But it was really fun to see two super-powered beings have to deal with relationship. So I thought, well, how do I get them together and make it both kind of funny and get them to explore stuff, but then also put a big twist on it? So what we've got is we've got Star-Lord and Gamora have decided they're going to settle in New York. They're going to stop guarding the galaxy and 
maybe there's like a a a Avengers Guardians of the Galaxy swap program, right? Like it's mm-hmm. uh it's like when the kid from Germany came to your school and and another kid went to uh, Germany, yeah. right? <laughs> the foreign exchange program, yeah. and so we've got them and they're in New York. So one, you get a double fish out of water story. You get Star Lord's uh, a fish out of water because if you take the Marvel cinematic universe of him. He's hasn't been in the United States since the eighties, right? He hasn't been in the, in the, in America since the eighties. So all of his knowledge is out of date. So he's that fish out of water. And then you've got an alien who's a fish out of water. And so you get them doubly being like, what the hell is New York? What am I doing? Well, they get an apartment and what they don't know is that the apartment is being run by the watcher. And it's one giant test of their relationship. The watcher who can manipulate time and space has put them in this building to observe the relationship, like what a relationship is. And so he puts them to the test and things start not being right in the apartment. Things, there's a glitch or something's weird. And I'm not exactly sure what the beats are in there that that let them know that things are wrong. But it starts, the relationship between Star-Lord and Gamora starts to pull apart. And then you realize that in the middle of, in in like the middle of the night, Gamora goes to kill Star-Lord. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then the actual Gamora blows apart the life model decoy that has been in the picture you don't know how long. So you got to sprinkle in. Yeah, yeah, you got to plan it, yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the book, the switch is made and Gamora is like kidnapped and hidden somewhere in the apartment and Star-Lord is living with the life model decoy. And so maybe the relationship's getting really taxed and then all of a sudden everything's fine. Well, yeah, it's it's the idea of we always think the grass is green in a relationship. Like if if my partner would just if they would just fix these things, everything would be so much better. But you realize that that's not how a relationship works. Right. So at some point, everything's perfect because Watu is like, well, I don't, this is not what I wanted to see. And so he replaces Gamora with a life model decoy who is essentially like the perfect whatever. But Star-Lord's not happy with it. Or like, right? And then Gamora comes back in the picture and this is where the raid happens they the find they find out that it's the watcher and the watcher is like okay here's the final test and everybody that they've been dealing with in their apartment building and the final two issues or whatever it is you find out that they're all life model decoys and they are now out to kill gamora and star lord because they ruined the watcher's plan and the watcher says well let's observe this right let's see how they handle this pressure and so that's the end that's they have to make their way out of the apartment building with every tenant that you've seen peppered in right, right like right, the, yeah, yeah. the nosy neighbor the cat lady like the the doorman all these people you've seen in the background or in passing in the issues is now out to kill them wow. so that's that's my weird romantic comedy meets relationship story with a giant fatal finale. I actually kind of like that one better than your first pitch. I like that one. Uh, uh, and I think they're good, good pitches, but that one, I, that one seems a little bit more, uh, bec- maybe it's because you did the kind of the, the lawyer thing. I'm stuck in this lo- yeah. lawyer thing, but I like the idea. I really like the idea of that, that romance story and it being this kind of parable for, for relationships and uh, the final team up and having to battle against all that stuff. Like that works. Right. Like what, what like, this is, this sucks. They keep fighting with each other. Yeah. And so he replaces one of them so that he gets a better observation. But then Star-Lord realizes there's something wrong because this isn't what his relationship is. Can they listen to old rock and roll albums uh, through uh, Uh, Walkman's? The entire thing has a soundtrack, I'm sure. (laughs) Every morning he's listening to this. And that's one of the things that drives her nuts is like, why is there a song for everything? But then she stops and she's song, like, oh, Song of the South, sweet potato pie, mama, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be the most awful. The Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, great. it'd be great. So that's that was my second pitch, gentlemen. That was pitch two. Snuck an extra pitch on there, you sneaky I pitcher. I came up with a good one and I did. Sneaky when am son I, of a pitch. Why are we going to do pitch club again? And I'm going to be able to. <laughs> 
app two Marvel characters. Stay tuned for the next variant episode where we do Pitch Club. <laughs> I was going to keep writing them down. I just, I just like the idea of seeing the Watcher in an apartment. Like it's just right. Like, he like he's just in one of the rooms, but he has a yeah. bunch of TVs. He's and binging. He's, he's binging. It, it ends up being like so. You think of like what's the uh, 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 Jim Carrey is in. Oh uh, man, it, like his life is Truman a lie. Show. He's a, Truman Show. It's the Truman Show. You know, well, you could also bring in this idea of if we trap them in a place that kind of like what a lot of couples have been dealing with during this past quarantine. Right. It's, it's, yeah. 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 So you could, I, I almost thought of it being the collector. The collector takes them and the collector okay. puts them somewhere. Or Mojo. I, Mojo. Yeah, Mojo's good, but then Mojo's so X-Men, I never think to... Yeah. I think my problem is, I desperately see the X-Men as their own universe, Yeah, and I never like go, oh yeah, I could use uh, Mr. Sinister in this. That would right. be that would be fun, but he's so separate. Yeah. Mojo would be good. But he's so sinister. I almost went Modoc. <laughs> I almost went Modoc takes them and puts them in, you know, he whisks them the way to, to try to kill them in some great... That would bring you more know. of a spacey vibe to it, that, that kind yeah. of Guardians vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. But I wanted them to, like, be taken away from everything they know so they don't realize how weird things get, right? Like, they don't realize how weird the apartment is because they're just, they're not, they're not from there. So when the things start to fall apart, they don't see it, but we, the audience, the readers, see how weird things are getting. But for them, they don't see it's weird. Right. Gentlemen. That was a good pitch but, club. Good, good pitching. Good first pitching. rule, first rule of pitch club: tell everybody about tell, it. Tell, about. Pi- make your pitches, make your pitches. Um, so, Freddie, I want to yeah. thank you for for joining us for the pitch and bringing Kitty Pride into our pitch club lives along with <laughs> along with Spider Gwen. Uh, I think pitch club is here to stay, Travis. I don't yeah. know. I I think this is a long-term dumb segment a long-term dumb variant that we will milk <laughs> until we can't pitch no more. my name is pitch club i'm here to say that i'm gonna be back again someday that's my it's gonna pitch club always rap. always be pitching abp you guys, yeah you guys are some cool pitches <laughs> you know? yeah. i would tell you like travis and i as the third pitch i feel like we've got we've got like okay this is this is what this is what it looks like this is the story yeah. beat yeah, yeah. Well, because I think the more you pitch, when you're first pitching something, whatever it is, the 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 toy box is so big, you don't know where to start, and it's almost a uh, uh, too much. It's like, Wah! but once you've done a couple of them, you kind of know like the areas you want to pick from, and also when you've done a couple of pitches, like things get moved off the table. You're like, well, I can't do that because it's already been pitched in a different pitch club, or I can't do that. Sure. So you then you start like looking in weird corners of the Marvel universe or whatever universe we're pitching and start trying to figure things out like that. Well, see, I didn't know like universes, you know, like, yeah. And I started like, you know what? I'm not even going to think of that right now. Cause mm-hmm. Josh didn't give me that par- parameter of like, it's 616 or whatever, you know, yeah, like, whatever you, know what? whatever you want. Yeah. You could, yeah. You, you could say something pulled all of the uh, ultimates over and right. they're I mean, all living. It's the idea if you were working at one of these companies and they said, hey, bring us something, what would you bring them under these yeah. parameters? Yeah. Two people, a villain, you pitch. You pitch. What more do you need? That's right. That's right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can find all of our episodes on the website, www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at comicexposure, facebook.com slash comicexposure. Uh, where we share out new episodes. And if we've got some questions we want to throw your way to help us build the pitch club or what we're talking about, you can do it there. We are about to wrap up Marvelous Summer, Travis. We have one marvelous book left on the shelf as we are bringing our friend Dr. Dan, the Batman fan, on to leave Batman behind and join us to talk about Wolverine. But he has done Miller with us before, I believe. He's he done Miller with us too. Uh, so this will be this will be a uh, the next episode is going to be that Frank Miller, Chris Claremont four episode or four issue Wolverine book. Wolverine goes to Japan. So join us because every comic is your first comic when you read an old Marvel comic book. 
so join us for that episode as we wrap up Marvelous Summer. And I think we'll probably have one more variant after that to kind of put a bow on Marvelous Summer to kind of say, what did we learn yeah, about talk Marvel? Talk about our lessons. What did we learn from Marvel? Are we better or worse people now that we've read all of these off-kilter and old Marvel books? And then Travis and I got to figure out what the hell we read next. That's right. What do we got? So thanks for tuning in. Leave us a review on uh, on iTunes. Like our winner, Travis, who won our review contest? I just, just you- had pulled that up while you were talking on there, and that is uh, Friggins, our good, fr- uh, good friend of the show, Friggins, I believe. Yes, he yeah. sent us a, a lovely uh, – we told somebody, the first person who yeah. puts, the, uh, puts it up, first you charge the podcast, then you blow it up. Yep. So I will be reaching out to him uh, via Twitter and getting his address and sending him a and shirt size and sending him a. Uh, I guess he could pick his choice, but I mean, I would I, I would go with Cla- I would go with punk rock Bruce. <laughs> I think we force him to get the shirt where it's you and I and just. <laughs> I think that's the one we send to people who win a dumb contest. We want people to wear the shirt as advertisement. I don't think anyone's going to wear that shirt out except for the women in your life, Josh. They both have that shirt and they both wear it and it is hilarious. So uh, remember you can find uh, that merch and you can find links to that stuff for our Amazon store on our website, comicexposure.com. All the episodes, all the show notes. You can go back in time and listen to all of our pitch clubs. We did Justice League pitch. We did Avengers pitch. And now we've done our Marvel two-in-one. Freddie, thank you for joining us. We're Thanks have- for having me. We're going to have you back for a real book this time. We're going to have you back for a book. So here's what I want you to do, Freddie. I want you to find a book, and I want you to expose Travis and I. Can you find a book for us? Can you expose a book for us? Yes, sir. Oh, look at that, Travis. That's one book you and I don't have to figure out. Divvying out the work. I like it, Josh. You know what? (laughs) All this union work has taught me, don't do for others what they can do for themselves. Help people help themselves 21st century learning the kids the kids do all the learning <laughs> don't front I am, I am merely a facilitator of this podcast yes. <laughs> i want other people to do it for me and come uh, up with so, a bunch of hey freddie while you're at it come up with a bunch of questions too please yeah, you come can do that <laughs> we're gonna turn the mic over to freddie freddie's gonna be able to host that episode <laughs> up, hey while you're at it we upload that shit too and come up with some <laughs> Write some okay, show make sure sound is on we got the yeah, yeah. going yeah good I got you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next trade